0: the tea. I guess that's what you guys call it. I spill the tea. I fucking guzzle the tea and I go and spit it all over the place because I'm telling the truth. And that's the tea. Tea is your truth. Tea is what is the tea? Like what is your
1: truth? What's going on with you? Here's the nice, it's
0: a teasing tea. Girl, what is the tea? What is it? What
1: is the tea.
2: What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Tea Time. I am your host, Tia, and today we have a very special guest joining us. I have wanted to speak with this person for before the show even started. I remember I made a list one day when I was planning out, like a Google Doc, when I was planning out the show and knew I wanted to start a podcast, and I had a list of potential guests I eventually wanted to bring on the show, and this person was at the top. So I'm so, so excited to be able to interview this person. We used to work together very briefly. We'll talk about that um, a little bit, but we met a few years ago through work. And now he is joining me today to talk all about his career as a successful TV host and producer. So without further ado, everyone, please welcome Josh McBride to Tea Time. Josh, welcome to the show.
0: I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me.
2: I'm so excited to have you. The second I like started mapping out the show, I knew one day we had to have you on. Like I need to ask you, I have so many questions for you. Josh and I just backstory, we met working on an entertainment News show a few years ago. It's so sad because literally like you came back as I was leaving and I hardly got to work with you. But like we just stayed in touch ever since and I'm so glad that, you know. We've been able yeah, to- I think you
0: were there like one day that I was there. And then yeah. after that, it was like, nope,
2: yeah. never I- saw you again. <laughs> Sorry, poof, no yeah. more way. But I'm glad we stayed in touch. There's so many questions I have for you because just like following your journey through social media, I have just so many questions. I totally like admire your journey in the industry. For um, anyone who doesn't know, Josh is both a host and producer. So I want to like dive into your experience from beginning to where you are now. So let's take it back to the beginning. Um, your first experience in entertainment was as an intern for entertainment tonight. So tell me what that experience was like for you.
1: Yeah,
0: my, my first 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 experience was actually working at um, uh, a top 40 radio station out of Boston called Kiss 108. And I would take requests, And actually prior to that internship, uh, I was 16 at the internship and I was begging the people at Kiss 108, it was called, to let me work there. I'm dying to work there. Um, I'll take calls, I'll do whatever. And they needed somebody, they needed an extra set of hands for the, and this is what really I think sparked it, for writing the entertainment news and gathering the entertainment news for the entertainment anchor in the summer so this is morning radio so tia yeah, like you know how morning radio starts at 7 a.m so that means you got to be there at five which okay. means you got to wake up at four so being a 16 year old in the summer waking up at 4 a.m is like oh my god i don't know if i can do this but i loved it yeah. and i like lived and breathed it and it was amazing
2: yeah that's that's actually really funny i didn't know that so my first internship was at a radio station morning show and yeah i mean it was 6 a.m so i was um it was when i was i went to Rutgers and i had to catch that 4, 12 a.m. train and I was just like but I loved it like I jumped up at 3 in the morning 3 30 whatever it was and just like went on my way because I had such a good time so that's so funny I didn't know you started in radio too
0: yeah it was an and, and interesting experience for sure and, and totally different than my experience at entertainment tonight so when I was in college I went to school for marketing but you know, that was kind of a, a backhanded thing to like wanting to be an entertainment news host. So when I was applying for internships, I remember applying to like four different internships in New York City. I went to school in Providence. I was like, I want to spend a summer in New York. Yeah. And I applied to four different internships. And I remember to this day, what the exact interviews I had were. The first one was with Women's Wear Daily. And I was like, I don't want to work here, like at all. <laughs> the second one was with a marketing like POS firm. So like point of sale firm. So if you ever see like keychains that have like Target on them and you're at a Target event? They made that. Later on, I wound up working for them and Entertainment Tonight at the same time just because they were paying and they offered me a job. And I was like, this is miserable. I hate nine to five in front of the computer. The third interview was casting for all my children. What? That, the the third one. And I never watched a soap opera a day in my life. And then the fourth one, after being a sweaty mess on a May day, like overweight, running around the city, disgusting. I'm sweating. My collar's open. Was Entertainment Tonight. So I remember walking in there and I was like, look, I'm going to be honest with you. and I remember to this day, I said, I'm going to be honest with you. I've had three other interviews today for internships. I know this doesn't pay, but I will do anything to have this internship. I will die to have this internship. And sure as shit, I got that internship.
2: Oh my God. That's amazing. So how was it like your time there? Like, what did you get to do? How do you feel like it prepared you for your future?
0: Yeah. A lot of people ask that question. I think the best answer I can give, it was the best hosting class that I didn't pay for, right? Like I was on set with Kevin Frazier, with Lara Spencer, with Samantha Harris, when they were doing their standups in Times Square. So beyond that, I'm watching them and watching a crew of 12, 15 people. This was when there was a lot of crews for stuff like that. One's running a prompter, one's doing makeup. There's a stylist on set. There's two production assistants. There's a a camera operator. There's, and there's like, nobody does that anymore. And I, I was able to watch this be done. And then also uh, a lot of the inter- the internship was about um, going to shoots where we would interview celebrities or, or things like that. And then this was a lot of the shoot too, but I love this part too, where we would go up to like the head of production who'd give us like a $20 bill and be like, take a cab to Rachel Ray studios and pick up the tape from today. Cause this was on tape that wasn't digital. Wow. Oh, so we literally, or, or here's a subway pass, go on the car, go down to, um, oh my God, Food Network. Because we're going to air their tape but, and then bring back the tape. And T.I. Yeah, I remember to this day, like that was fun for me because at least yeah. I got to get to go and you get to see the studios and you're like, you're in the studios checking around. One day I remember someone left a tape in a cab and it was the end of the world for the producers. Oh, oh, no. It was game over. You don't do that. Game over game over
2: and especially coming from providence i'm sure like just to run around the city must have been so fun to figure that all out oh my god yeah and
0: you learn the city like that too so i was like learning and then it was like run over to the wendy williams studio and you're like i get to go to the wendy williams studio i'm 20 years old like you want me to go where oh my and then you're like am i gonna see someone i never saw anyone
2: yeah but still but like, yeah, I mean, you were a
0: messenger, you know?
2: Yeah. 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 Oh, that's so fun. I love that. So then now of course you're hosting, but before you did that, you then after your internship life, you used to host live mall tours on behalf of Pepsi. So what would you say is like the biggest change that you've noticed in yourself when you look back um, from then until now?
1: Oh my
0: gosh. Okay. So that was really interesting. Those were interesting. Um, I was really shy then to be on stage in a, in a mall where people go to shop not to be entertained, right? Like I am not, I'm there to try to entertain them and get them to win prizes and talk about Pepsi and Aeropostale who's sponsoring the event also. Right. And I'm like, and there's models and then there's like startup bands that are going to perform at the events that were there. And I think um, confidence, I think that's been huge. And I think that that grows often, um, but also a different sense of hosting. I don't do that much live event hosting anymore. Like when I was also really young I I don't know if I told you this, um, but I had a DJ business and I was like 14 years old. Oh and oh. so I, I saved up a lot and bought really like big JBL powered speakers and put them on stands. I had a dual CD player mixer. Um, and then I would, I would DJ like school dances or bar mitzvahs or weddings. And I had a team of people that would come with me that were like dancers, or I had a guy that was an actual DJ while I would MC. Um, so that prepped me for the mall work, but at the same time, the mall work was a great stepping stone for the level of now of just being comfortable, whether it be on camera or entertaining
2: yeah it got you that's great so being an mc you got to learn to get the crowd going i'm sure that like even just back then helped you prepare for that and like malls were really the spot i'm just like thinking in my head as you're talking about this did you watch i'm sure the britney spears documentary and you like see britney spears performing in a mall like malls had its moment with the sh- with the entertainment life i don't know why that's not even a thing anymore
0: yeah when so I, when i went back to college to finish up right after entertainment tonight i was like i still want to work in entertainment and I, I was like, oh, I don't want to take another class, but let me get another internship. So I took, a, I took an internship at the top 40 radio station in Providence. Uh-huh. Um, and we did a lot of mall stuff. And we did a lot of like small concert venue mall stuff because it was like a Providence radio station. No shade, love them, 92 Pro right. FM. Um, but like, I remember Selena Gomez, we did a mall event for. I remember Demi Lovato, we did a mall event for. I remember we did like, it was called Lupo's and it was like a small concert venue and when Justin Bieber had broke his foot and we did a concert with him. Oh, but God. this was like not a stadium. This was like Tia, like this was like four hundred people in a concert venue. Oh
2: so my gosh.
0: Like so back that's in the day.
2: Setting. Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. Not to have your little Annie Ann's pretzel and you see Demi Lovato just like sitting.
0: But again, this was when Demi Lovato like or, or Selena Gomez like wasn't huge. So for me, I was like, Who the hell is this?
2: Yeah. Right how crazy that's insane that's I, I wish i could like be there for that and see what that was like um so now you regularly appear on good morning america i see you on wendy the today show uh so i'm curious if you remember how you felt the moment when you found out your first you booked your first tv gig like were you nervous and when it happened like did it feel like kind of like, natural to you how, how did you feel
0: oh nervous as hell yeah. And, and yeah, the first Today Show booking I had, I think you can tell that I was nervous. Now, the best part about it was I pitched this segment called, um, it was, I wanted to do a celebrity look for less type of segment, but from Instagram. So I called it Instagram to Instagram. and that was the segment. And so I pitched that, but the good part was that all the models that I had in my segment were all my friends.
2: Uh-huh. Okay. So, be- so like
0: I was- yeah, and I got to go to 30 Rock, but I brought five of my friends with me and a publicist that I was friends with and this person. So it was like, there was a little more comfort because I'm like, all right, at least I'm with friends. I'm, I'm kind of narrating the segment, but at least I'm around the people that I love that like are supportive and whatever. And so that was a really big thing. I'm sure I cried. I, I always cried at the first of every show that I ever booked. So I remember when I booked like Wendy the first time I cried and the talk the first time I cried and like, you know, I, I still.
2: Yeah, because it's like a surreal moment. You're like, oh my God, like these are like huge Emmy winning shows. And then, you know, like I see you all the time. So I'm just like, oh, there's Josh.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, but it's like, but it also keeps you humble too, because a lot of the times you're getting no's when you are pitching ideas. Right. You know, so when you do get the yes, it's like, ah, oh, this is so great, you know, moment, sense. moment for that.
2: That much more worth it for sure. Um, so now you're hosting your own syndicated show, Simplify with Josh McBride, which by the way, congrats on your recent Telly Award win. This Yay, the- thank I'm
0: so excited you. Excited
2: for you. Um, so what inspired you to start the show and where do you see yourself taking it over the next couple of years?
0: Uh really great question. I think we started the show. I worked with the creative director and and ran connoisseur, this guy who's been really in TV for forever, Vinny Potestivo. Um, if you don't know him, definitely look him up and he is a branding and TV genius. And what I went to him for and I said, you know, I really want help because I feel like I want an extension of my brand, but I just don't know what that is yet. And I noticed that something that I always do when I went on TV in live segments or segments talking about gifts for your dad for Father's Day or something on the Today Show or an entertainment story is I always, not dumbed it down because I don't like that term, but I always simplified I always wanted to make it a really simple story so that people could understand. And the takeaway was like, here are the three main things to take away from that story. And I often saw a lot of people on air talking, 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 talking. And I was like, what did you just say? You didn't say anything. Or you said an hour worth of information, which could have been given in three minutes. Right. And so for me, that's where it came up, where it was like simplified with Josh McBride makes so much sense because let's take a big idea and go like this with it and make it simple to the average consumer or average viewer that's watching
2: it. I love the name. I just wanna say the name is genius. Like it's like rolls off the tongue and it's just genius too, because of the sense of people's like attention spans We're not here to to sit all day and listen. Like I always get self-conscious whenever I put out an episode for the podcast, for example, that I feel like, oh, this is going on way too long. Like I know me, I'm tuning out if I don't have like a time code to tell me where to go. So to keep it short and sweet, like, you know, someone's going to tune in from beginning to end and hear what you have to say. So I love the concept. I think it's just genius for.
0: And as a digital series, we really wanted something that was like quick, easy, digestible. I'll be honest. And I probably might offend a lot of the people that they, if they see this is that, I think Quibi didn't work because Quibi was like, their average was like 10 minutes, right? If I have 10 minutes to you, I'm going to invest 30 minutes or I'm going to invest an hour on my couch to watch the latest Insecure episode or watch the latest Handmaid's Tale episode, right? right? But if I have three minutes, I can do three minutes. I'm on the train. I'm waiting for the train. I'm waiting for my the bus. I'm sitting in my car before work. I can digest three minutes of information, right, right? with tips and tricks, but then also, and what's so great about our show is that we're using references of if you're an entertainment person or watch any type of television or, or, or movies, you'll see references from probably your favorite, you know, movies yeah. from Clueless to Legally Blonde to Step by Step to Full House to The Mask to the, you know, and I can go on and on. So, so for these Gen Z millennials, it's a really fun show to be able to, to, to for them to watch and also reminisce about certain things and certain things that they've watched in the past.
2: Yes, it reminds me a lot of like when I watch e-news stories on Instagram, and then they'll like cut to like a gif or gif or whatever the word is, or like a short clip from a movie or whatever that's in reference to the story. Like I love when you do that, because it's just like, like you said, it just kind of triggers that memory and gets you, you know, invested in something that like, okay, clueless or whatever. So right, it's such a fun little element that you add to the show, too. So you said before, I want to talk about this. you said before that you believe all on-air talent should start as a producer first. Why do you say that? I agree with you, but I want to know what your reasoning is.
0: Yeah, look, I think when, what, what does the term producing mean, right? It's creating, it's, do, it's doing the work behind something, it's making something, right? Oftentimes these, you know, on-air talent will go on and be like, give me the script, or I'm going to read a prompter. It's like, okay, can everyone read a prompter I'm gonna say yes, but I know that they can't. Obviously Trump cannot. Um, however, if you were a producer being able to craft the segment, if you were a producer being able to script the segment, if you were a producer, you were able to get key points of the segment and make sure your on-air talent knows. If yep. you were a producer, you're able to kind of uh, look at the segment from sort of a, a bird's eye view and go, okay, um, here are the things that we're gonna to try to get accomplished in the segment or, or in the story or in what the show that we're doing. So by doing that or shadowing somebody that does that, you're able to take kind of this like really different look or approach to, to what the end goal is. Oftentimes I think a lot of on air people will go on and be like, I can be on air. And I think everyone does this whole like, oh, I can be a host, I can be an actor, I can be whatever. And it's like, for me, it's, it's, it's a no because you need to do the work behind it of what we are trying to get across. And really a producer is going to see that. And also, Tia, we didn't even mention camera angles, lighting, sound. We didn't mention those things, which a producer is going to care about. And as a producer, you learn those things.
2: Yeah. I think a lot of people think hosting is just simply like looking pretty. And like you said, reading a teleprompter, reading a Mm -hmm. script, and that's it. And it's funny because I remember the first carpet I did, I, um, Produce the segment, I knew the sound bites that I wanted to get for the segment in order to make it like a full story and make it make sense. Um, I knew, like I didn't have a teleprompter, I didn't have anything there. So, but my mind kind of like works as a script, I would say like, you know? And so I knew just on the spot, like what I want to say, what I want to get out of it and what I want to get from the guests. And I think that when you're just standing there and you think that it's just a matter of like, hand me the questions. You, like you said, it's just a different perspective that you have when you go into it because you have a storytelling mind as a producer. So I Easily, think it's so yeah. to like know what you want. Like you said, the end goal, the end story to be for your viewers because it's so much more than just like, oh, I have like great skin and a beautiful smile and I know how to hold a microphone and talk all day. It's so much more than that. So um,
1: yeah, yeah couldn't I couldn't agree I, more.
2: Yeah, cause I think, I hope down the line to host, but I've always, well, I mean, I guess I'm technically hosting my own show here, but like professionally, but I've always wanted to do like the behind, you have to do the behind the scenes work. I mean, you don't yeah. have to, like you say, but I think it comes across so much more like that you do do that work when when you have that history. So, um, could
0: and, and I think that a lot of people can do actually both of those things at the same time. So yeah. when I moved to New York, and this is a really quick story. Um, I had got, this guy had had a YouTube channel that I, it was called Style TV at the time. And he would send me and a camera person to go cover fashion week events or fashion events in the city. There wasn't a producer with us. There wasn't anything like that. Yeah. I think that there's a lot of, so, so when I got to the event, I would be like, okay, let's figure out the story. It's, we're here and here's the person that we're interviewing, but why is their line so important? Uh, and here are the celebrities that are here. And here's what we're, how, how I think we're gonna cut the piece. Um, but let me go interview them about these certain things. And so, I think a lot of people think like, oh, let me just get a job as a producer. That's great, I think that that's awesome. But I also think you can do both at the same time. If you're producing your, look, I produce Simplified and I host Simplified, Yeah. but you, you can be able to produce, like you're doing here Tia, is like, you can produce your own show while hosting your own show. And yeah. even there's learning with that too, you know? So let's let's not get it twisted in that you have to go out and get a 40 hour a week job being a producer. Yeah. Great, if you wanna do that, sure, go ahead, more power to you. But you, if you want to be a host, you can. You're, the ability to do both at the same time, I think, is is also important, and you can do that.
2: Andy Cohen, I'm just thinking, yeah. like, help produce and host, and you know, every, you know, it's seamless when you know the work behind the scenes. Um, so I couldn't agree more with that.
1: So, yeah,
2: I have a question that I'm trying to know, and I want to know what the most memorable interview you've ever done, and have you ever had like a major starstruck kind of moment with someone that you have interviewed? <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh, that's so hard. Um, there's one that always comes to mind, but I remember I was working for a show, I don't know, maybe like five or six years ago, and it was it was a play opening. We had often covered play openings, uh-huh. um, and it was down the street from the office of where we, we were at. So I remember Matthew Broderick was in the play. Uh-huh. I was like, who is Matthew Broderick married to? SJP. So she's definitely going to be here, but like, if she's not, that'll suck. Yeah. And I remember it was just me and a shooter. There was no producer there at the time. And I remember doing one of these. I was on a carpet and I remember doing one of these. And all of a sudden I saw Sarah Jessica Parker walking out of the car. And I went, oh, and I remember doing this years ago. And she saw me do that. And she went, <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, what does that mean? And so I, she starts to walk the carpet and sure as shit, she stops. Oh my God. She stops and talks to me. And then I was like, I have to tell you, like, this is so big for me. Like I've adored you, blah, 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 blah. And then of course we end, we end it with, she hugs me. And I was like, oh my God, like she hasn't hugged anybody here. And then the only other time I can remember an amazing moment like that. And this is really interesting for hosts and producers to know, is I was at fashion week, and this was before the shows that I worked on, I had run a blog. Uh, with three friends, it was called Style Confidential. We covered fashion and entertainment events and we found found out something confidential about celebrities. And it was a video blog and we were at a show and I saw Whoopi Goldberg in the front row. And I had remembered, I think I had interviewed her once or twice before, maybe once before, but I don't remember where. Mm -hmm. And she was sitting and all of these people are surrounding her and saying, hey, can you do this whole thing? And I went up to her and I sat on my, like, you know, crouched down because she was sitting and I had the mic, and I said, do you mind if we do a little interview? And I said, I think I said something like, the first time I had interviewed her, she said something about her granddaughter. I said, are you here with your granddaughter? She was like, no, we've done this before. I remember you.
1: Oh, my God. And I
0: said, God. oh, my God. And then out of all of the outlets there, she was we were the only one that she wanted to talk to because she had this I guess had remembered us or remembered me and I came down to her level yeah. as opposed to standing being like hey do the interview up here you know like let's stand up and it, like right and we did the interview and to this day I have to find that, that clip but like the interview is done with me like crouching on my knees and talking to her like this mm-hmm. um, and it was just a really cool moment because she she validated that moment also of like Wow, you remembered my granddaughter.
2: Yeah, you stood like, out in that moment, and like even just something so simple as yeah. just going down to her level and said so. You like make it more convenient for her. You just stood out in a way that I think she probably just appreciated that you weren't like treating her like an animal, like the rest of Billy yeah. She'll come here and blah blah blah, and you personalized it, and you know by bringing up her. That's so smart. It's always like such little details,
0: such where- small details.
2: And also I would put like SJP hugged me on my grave because that's amazing. Oh my God. I'm like dying for this summer. Um, they're filming the sex in the city reboot. Yes. And I keep saying like this summer, if I don't have one run in on the sidewalk with Sarah Jessica Parker, then no, I'm- you're
1: put and manifest I- it.
2: Yeah, no, it has to happen.
1: Okay.
0: So follow up years later, I had this social media team working for me and they were like, um, Let's post a picture of you and Sarah Jessica Parker hugging. Uh-huh. And the caption was like, I value great people or I adore good people
2: uh-huh.
0: who comments on the photo. It's still oh, on my Instagram.
2: No. no.
0: <laughs> it's still up. It's still up. Uh, like, what I'm going to send it to you after this.
2: what did she say? She was
0: like, I do too.
2: Oh my God. I know. I think, no. What do you do when that notification pops up? Like, I think I would have a stroke.
1: Died. Died. Yeah. Yeah, just Dad.
2: temporarily, temporarily Dad.
1: lights were out.
2: That's yep. amazing. Yeah, oh,
0: it's still fun. up. I have to find that. Like it's yeah.
2: I am living through you right now. Yeah. Um. Yep. So it sounds like these were like dream interviews. But um, let's say you had to pick one person on the whole planet who you could interview. Someone who you consider to be your dream interview. Who would it be, and why?
0: Oh my God, that's a really hard question. Currently, I would say. So I was obsessed with Britney Spears as a kid. Like, um,
1: say this. okay. But keep I was on.
0: obsessed. Like, she was the centerpiece of my table at my bar mitzvah at 13 years old. Like, my wall was covered in J-14 cutouts of Britney Spears as a kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Should That information would have helped later on, knowing certain things. But anyways, um, that's not what this podcast is. So, <laughs> um, so I would say her, yeah. um, especially now at a time of such vulnerability that she's going through. Um, I also... I know this is bad but because I think that she's getting so much hate also and and look no one deserves bullying but I think Chrissy Teigen would be the other one she follows me on on Twitter but like we are not friends
2: wow that's But I would like to be yeah I think those are great answers I always I think Britney Spears too because of like childhood but also like you said now her story reminds me a lot of um I'm huge with Judy Garland, like obsessed with Judy Garland. If I could interview anyone that was like dead or alive, it would be Judy Garland. And I feel like Britney Spears story is so similar to hers in the way that yeah. she's like taken advantage of by her family and the industry as a whole and the drugs, everything like that. So I would love, I feel like she's the modern day Judy Garland. Her
1: whole
2: yeah. So I would love, obviously she has an amazing story to tell. And one day I think we'll get it. I mean, we did get a, a piece of it, you know, recently, of course. Yeah. Um, Just yeah, especially considering everything now. And Chrissy Teigen—that's a good one too. I saw that she wanted to do a sit down with Oprah, like in the Meghan Markle, Prince Harry style type thing. Yeah, that's a whole thing. I'm sure um, people are fighting to get that first interview from her. So yeah. Um, What is something that you wish you knew coming into the industry that you know now?
0: You know, I I think people say this all the time, but like it still doesn't resonate until you go through it is like there are a lot of fucking no's a lot of no's there are way more no's than there are yeses. right that you to this day i don't have a thick skin but i pretend that i do mm-hmm. but like the amount of no's that i've gotten, i mean look it, it just makes you think about the people that are incredibly successful how many no's they did get yeah you know and i do i think there's some people that have gotten lucky on their first try absolutely Right. But the crazy amount of no's that you have to deal with to put on this skin, whether it's real or fake, to move on and carry on in life in the entertainment world, mm-hmm. even as an actor, um, is no is way more common than yes. Mm-hmm. And if you book a tenth of the jobs that you were up for, uh, you're doing something right. Yeah. A tenth. So one out of ten mm-hmm. jobs that you're up for or you go for or you apply to and you get that, 10% is a really strong number
2: yeah and it's like i i feel like this is just i've realized um even just over the few years like that if you are not so sure and so passionate about this yeah not last i have like met so many amazing talented producers ap's hosts whatever that are like so ready to throw in the towel or so don't see this as a long-term thing for them and i'm like i I can't say the same. Like I literally can't imagine do- working in any other yeah. industry. So I have to make it work. And I don't think i realize. realized, um, I always, like you said, I, you always kind of know it's competitive. Everyone says it's so competitive. Are you sure you want to go into that? But there are a hell of a lot of no's. And like you said, with the thick skin, like a lot of the time, I think I have built that. And then yeah. recently, like in April I was, or, or maybe it was May um, I was just turned down for something. And for some reason, like that actually, I never cry over it. I'm like, okay, well, I've got- I like, remember
1: what this was. Yeah. yeah
2: I actually cried because I really was so certain that it was mine. Yeah. And I like had already planned my life with that job and everything. Yeah. So like you, yeah. you have that one great interview and you're like, okay, so that's set. So where am I moving? And blah, 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 blah. And I actually got really upset about it, that it so much so that it surprised myself because I feel like I have had to build that thick skin, but it's, you know, not always. Yeah.
0: Thick, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's no, is the more common answer.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to really, really, really love this work to stay in it. Um, yeah. But yeah. yeah, I mean, you're so good at what you do. So I feel like this is Thank why you. everything always happens for a reason. You always end up where you're supposed to be. And you know, the only way you fail, I always say is if you do give up and if you quit. So that's yeah. right. I'm still here.
0: <laughs> that's what that's why.
2: Yeah, that's really why. No one's kicking us out of here. We're staying. And everyone's going to remember us, including Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> so, yep. um, so what advice would you give to somebody who hopes to one day become a TV host and producer like yourself?
0: Um, this question is often asked. I would say do more listening than speaking is the first thing. Find someone to shadow, but have something to offer them as well. Hey, can I shadow you and I'll get your coffee? Hey, can I shadow you and let me assist you with emails. Hey, can I shadow you and do this? Um, also put yourself on tape and that doesn't have to be, I mean, right now like see, like this is on tape, right? Like that is now on tape. It never was that, we didn't have that. Whereas like you needed an actual, like we needed film of ourselves. Make sure you're getting yourself on tape and practice that. Practice that so much, whether it's in a mirror or practice it or get your mom to shoot something in the backyard or even something stupid like practicing you know, tell somebody how to barbecue your favorite barbecue meal, right? Even if you don't want to be a, barbe- a, a food host, right? Like, um, go and go in your backyard and have have your have have your friend hold your phone, and you talk about Britney Spears uh, on trial the other day, right? Yeah. Like, how uh, make sure you're getting that footage. Uh, for you mostly, right? So that you have that for yourself and you could look back at it and go, I would have done that differently. I would have done that differently. I'd perfect that craft. So when you do things, see, I can't tell you how many times I took free work. I still take free work. Yeah. Because of, and now it's more for the opportunity, but for then it was to learn. Uh Right. And the amount of free, like I was on Craigslist looking for jobs of people that just wanted hosts for events. And I was like, great. I get to go to fun events and meet people and be on camera and talk about it. I wasn't the best host, but I learned so much because I was able to, um, to, to perfect my craft. And I'm still, we're all still perfecting our crafts. Mm -hmm. I was able to do that while hosting and working in the field. So I would put on a suit and then get to go and host and, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. host a, a fashion week carpet or something like that. And I was able to do so while perfecting the actual craft of hosting.
2: Right, because there's only so much you can learn not by doing I feel like the best way totally. to do that. And Charlemagne, the God has a book and it says opportunities come to those who create it. And I love that because like you said, you have our, the phone, iPhones today, like you can hop on YouTube and have your own show, IGTV. Yeah. You know yeah, is, it,
0: is it right Lady Gaga just did her last video and it was all shot on an iPhone?
2: Yes. I think yeah, I believe yeah. So. Or, I know Selena Gomez her her too last music video was literally complete iPhone. Like you could do a lot with this now and I think of like I I ordered um microphone on Amazon and then I remember I ran like two years ago when Jersey Shore came back I went to Seaside Heights and I made my sister take my iPhone and videotape me just interviewing people like about the new season you know like I was like no one's hired post anything but what can I do you could just make your own yeah and it really wasn't for me to like submit that to anything it was more so like just to learn like can I do standups? Well, or like, what can I, you know, watch it back and learn? What did I do? Right? What did I do wrong? What did I, yeah. like, what didn't I like? And what do I find difficult? What did I find was easy, whatever. And and just so you can learn. But that's such a great point. There's like, no, better. It's
0: creating way. your reality, right? Like I'm creating the reality I want to live in.
2: Yeah, you can't wait for someone to just give you to offer it to you. I had asked right. this one show to um, let me cover carpets for them for free. And, they were, you know, leading me on saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it just never happened. So I was like, well, I guess I'm just never going to be able to make a reel because I have no way of hosting anything. Not but
1: true. Yeah. Not
2: true. Yeah. You can absolutely just do it yourself now. Um, so what do you think the future looks like for you? Are there any like career goals or projects that you hope to pursue?
0: Um, for me specifically, like I love hosting and I won't stop hosting because that's my favorite thing to do. But as a development producer that I've recently become over the last couple of years. Um, and it's so funny because I had shows that were developed and worked with production companies prior to Simplified and uh, and they weren't picked up or anything like that. So, so it's still, it's as a development producer, Um, still to create successful shows, whether it be digital or linear for TV that involve me and don't involve me. Like I don't need to be on every show. I don't want to be on every show. Um, So creating opportunities for other people or shows that have interesting characters, for me, that's something I'm definitely interested in and sort of creating this whole um, realm of, of different things under one umbrella. It's me as the umbrella, but then there's shows of other people. Maybe there's shows of me, maybe they're still simplified. So being able to kind of, not just be a one trick pony. And that's the other thing, right? Like to not be that right now, it's, it's really important. So you got to have yeah. uh, all your ducks in a row from your social to your reels to this, and, you know, making sure that, you know, if we come to you, we get it all. I had a friend the other day uh, who's extremely talented and hilarious and ha- has a crazy amount of followers on TikTok, had somebody come to her and she created a commercial for them for x amount of dollars obviously cheaper than going to a production company and casting and all that kind of stuff and she shot it edited it acted in it and it was an incredible commercial
1: it's and so to
0: have her do that it was like wow she can really do it all so being able to like be a one-stop shop for people and say yep i've got it yep is really
1: important yeah.
2: that's that's amazing yeah i feel like a lot of people are amazing content creators mm-hmm. and don't even realize it i'll see some of these tiktoks and i'm just like how the, the creativity, like I think I'm creative and then I see some of these things. And like you said, you know, you kind of have to learn it all at this point, like edit, host, Yeah, you know, come up with the material, all that stuff. So I love that. I'm sure you're going to do, you're going to keep doing great things. I always love following your journey. Um, So where can everyone tune in to your, your moves now in the future? What's your social? How can they find Simplified?
0: Sure. If you go to at Joshy McBee, so J-O-S-H-Y-M-C-B is all my stuff. If you want to follow Simplified, you can go to simplifiedwithjoshmcbride.com or you can go to Simplified with Josh McBride on Instagram. All the episodes that we've done in the past are there. New episodes are coming out um, shortly. Um, and that's uh, that's it.
2: I love it. Well, thank you so, so much. I cannot thank you enough for joining me um i've been like i said dying to have you on so i'm so glad we got to do this and i need to see you soon i need to we need to do something soon um I maybe, know. maybe we could record an episode not over zoom that would be in fun. person would be awesome yes well thank you so so much
0: thank you my dear
2: well guys that wraps up another episode of tea time i hope you enjoyed if there are any other fellow aspiring entertainment people out there i hope you took something away from this i certainly did i love um getting able to talk with my friends and people i've worked with in the past and hearing about their journeys so next week we have another special guest until then enjoy your fourth of july's and stay sipping that tea i'll see you guys then